to tell anything, you know. It just either it's something may spring just because it feels appropriate to share or to illustrate a point and sometimes stories are more easily um, uh, palatable for the mind, you know. Where something that needs to be, you know, conveyed goes in much more Without resistance, so because we love stories and so on, but I have never thought of telling a story. Why the minute it must come like that, so you have to tease it out of me. I don't know. When we were in India last time in, in, in Rishikesh, we met one, one group who uh, was introduced. They said they had been travelling in, in India for, I don't remember how it was, but it was nothing less than 15 years or something. They had been like on one singular journey, travelling through India for, I think it was either 15 or some other thing, could be 20, I don't remember how it was. So. Um, I said, yes, okay, I'm happy to see them, to find out what they're doing here. So we met, and it was quite a big group of people. And it seemed like they had been travelling, say, from 15 years ago they started, as a small group, and the group grew. Mm-hmm. More people uh, kept joining the group. You remember where they're from? From different countries, I believe. They started to join the group. Sometimes somebody might leave the group and go back to their country to make some money or something for a few months, and then they rejoin the group. But it's been like one relay going on for like 15 years or something like this. So I asked them, "What are you? What are you doing here? What are you searching for?" You know. So they said, "We have been traveling around India, meeting saints, holy people." For the last for this for these years, no. And I said, "What what uh, what uh, what have you found? What happened?" They said, "No, we 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 travel around. We meet these people, and we ask them to share with us their moment of awakening and you know how it's been since and so on. That's all they've been doing. No? And uh, they asked me, "What happened to you, Muji? What was your story like?" I said, I, I'm not interested, actually. No, they asked like this. I could not find another way out of it. But I said, I am not interested in my story. I said, I can't tell you right now. I just was listen. I just want to listen to what you're doing. And then somehow it must have been such a powerful desire of theirs because I ended up talking anyway, you know, and uh, telling them, okay, it was so many years ago, and so on, so on, so on. And uh, as soon as I got into this story, explaining, sharing, you know, for what I could remember at the time, because it keeps changing, my story keeps changing. I remember different bits and so on. No? So, but they seemed really fascinated. They were all listening. Like, but at the end, I said, "But I'm really not." Uh, they, oh, yeah, they said, "Oh, I mean, we are so we are so touched. We we love we love it so much because you know that's what we do. We 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 really listen to the stories of like saints, holy people." And then we we put ourselves in their place, and we 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 really enjoy all of this. But something inside me felt a little bit disgusted. Actually, I said, "That's all you do. You don't want to 
discover for yourself. You just want to listen to the story. You, know? you just want to listen to the story, and then oh, oh and then they are the tripping, tripping out. Oh, 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 this was a very good one, Muji. This was, it was very good. You know, I said, but I'm not interested in my story actually. You know, if there's something interesting, it is to meet you beyond your story and my story. This would be something very beautiful. But. Uh, There are so many ways in which uh, it can seem like one goes in such a to such a place that they're so rich in spiritual culture and uh, uh, where spirituality is, you know, displayed in every corner, and so on. And still, you miss you miss it because you already target something that you want. You have an intention, and so you you start out handicapped because you limit yourself. The only one who can really be in the very heart of life, one have to be empty of oneself. Then the the universe rushes in to replace you. This is a funny thing. So I was not particularly impressed with them. I mean, it was quite a marathon. They've been running a marathon for so long. Even you know, getting out of the skipping, going back, making money to come back, just to catch a story. So I was saying to them, you know, you know, you don't want to go beyond the story to really discover not their story, but what they have found inside your own self. Anyhow, they came to satsang for a few days, and in some of them, something, something had happened. But uh, they asked, "Can we see you again?" But I was not so feeling it. I don't know what happened. I suppose they move on to someone else. I like your story, but it's a real one. When you say about Lakshmi and Kara on the carpet, they leave everything. <laughs> I like this one was resonating something inside of me. I said, okay, where is the carpet? Where is Muji? Where am I? I leave it everything. <laughs> yes. But you must also leave yourself. Because this came about because we were one night talking. We were working together, and this was only a few days ago, actually. And uh, a few of them came to my hut. We were sitting working on some some uh, music that we were about to make another CD of or something. And uh, as it happens sometimes. From a small spark comes something floods. We were talking. I don't even remember what. I never know what I talk about. It's always the same thing, anyway. <laughs> something was stirring inside. She got up and she says, "You know, Guruji, please, can you finish me off? I want to be delivered, even by a cesarean." She said, "Right now." Oh, that always excites me somehow. Because so rare it is, you know, that someone come. And I said, you know, is is this just an emotional state or what, or is there something? So when someone come like that, I don't want to be out of moves. I want to say, well, why not? You know. Yeah. I said, first you you you're standing here. We're all sitting in my room. There's carpet there, and I said, okay. Do you trust in my word? Yes. Okay. You are standing here. Everything that you hold on to, all that you believe, all that you think you are, eh? leave it on this carpet and step off into the unknown. Now we do. 
So not only she, but the others jumped on the carpet and, okay, we are up for it. Okay, go. And each one walked off. <laughs> Next one, walk off. I am sitting there like this watching. And I said, okay, that's it. Thank you. Very good. Then I was looking, uh, any problem? Uh, well, yeah, my mind is saying that uh, something, something, something. Okay. Okay. Then I said, uh, which is the important part of this, you want to find God, you say, you want to discover God. No? But all your life you have only ever been involved uh, and pursuing what is other, other than you. Everything has been other. And even God is other for you. Hmm? But God is not other. Everything else is other. Even you are other. Find what is not other. And it should not take you any time, because it needn't involve time. Other means somewhere else, some something which is apart from you. Not Everything you know and every experience has been other and another, and come and go. Nothing has stayed with you. So now you want to find something which is not other, isn't it? But the one thing you want to find, you also call it other. Your whole mind, your heart, your emotion, everything has placed it in the position of other. So like this you will never find him. You will never find. Hmm? God has not called you other or God other. This is all the mind's deceit. So with what I've told you, now you complete your your move, if there is one to complete. Hmm? So I don't meet many times people who are willing to um, engage in this level of introspection. We want the highest, we want some experience, but no experience will stay with you, because all experiences are born in time. They have a beginning, a sort of middle and some end. They come and go. That which perceives experiencing, and even the experiencer. What or who is that? Your greatest question, your deepest question, must be answerable and discoverable right now. If it takes time, it is not true. So let me save you time and trouble. If it is going to take six months, it is not true. Yeah. I find nothing. Mm. When I look, I find absolutely nothing. Mm. And it almost feels like I have to step outside of myself, if you like, mm. into a first reflection to be able to say. Okay, well, don't step outside into anything. then there's just nothing. Energetically, there is some psychological identity still here when you say that. If there is nothing, it must include you also. My mind <coughs> attacks me mm. every now and again. You see, just in that moment, you declare everything, that your position is not true. 
because what the mind can attack cannot be true, cannot be real. A thought can only deceive another thought. It cannot deceive the real. It layers upon me. Mm. And it what? viciously attacks. Yes. Even though I'm watching it and yes. there's even something laughing in it. And then there's just that all seeing. Mm. So my true position feels to me in, in, in the undescribable. Yeah, at some distance, you put. Mm, no, here. Yeah. <coughs> It is unattackable. You know, to be attacked, you must be something. You say there is nothing. That's why I said you must include yourself. To be attacked, you must be something. So I had a day of attack. Mm -hmm. Everything was just happening for quite a few days. Mm -hmm. And the last time I spoke to you, I said, I can't. I don't want to get rid of my ego, it would be like drop kicking bandy or something. But then within that, you said, don't worry about it, let it be there. Mm. In that letting it be there, mm. it, it dissolved. Mm. And then I realised there was something else. Like yeah, it is a misunderstanding, if you understand right, because you say, um, you know, dropping the ego is like drop kicking Bambi. I think that's quite a. Uh, you, you know, it would be like you have some affection for your ego, so you don't want to drop it. So, because of your affection, I say, okay, you know what? Let's just uh, leave it aside for now. Leave it aside because it need not be something you have to fight over. That, you know, to fight something means that you impart a certain reality to it, to give it, you know, enough worth to be worth fighting it. You see, that's why I say, leave it aside. Leave it aside for now, like that. And then when you leave it aside, you said, ah, everything became calm. I'll tell you why things become calm. Because when you leave aside the thing that you are not willing to really leave aside, you see, rather than destroying it, when you leave it aside, something relaxes. Ah, okay, I didn't have to get rid of it. You see? You don't well, this is the this is the unspoken agreement, you know? So something relaxes behind. And if he's it stopped troubling you. Because you've just given it a visa to say, look, you're going to be with me for a while. I'm not getting rid of you. You see, like that. But I only say leave it aside so you can focus more, more attention on what you ought to put attention on, which is your true self, and with, with, without having to babysit any other thought or any other intention, you'll come to find that. My hope was that you'd come into your completeness. You see, unmolested by any thought. Because in order to uh, to in order to be a thought, in order to to be attacked by thoughts, you can only yourself identify as thought. And we have to get out of this. There are very few people, it seems, who are perhaps willing or available to really take on this type of looking. It seems so severe, you see. And because we nurture and protect so many thoughts, we shelter them. And you don't see that not the thoughts in itself is not a problem, but you're giving so much importance to them. You see, uh, create an identity in you that you need not uh, support. But this is how the soup thickens. You see, the more and more you 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 hold on to sort of favorites, the more somehow you make your inner environment more sludge-like. Uh, this is all. What I am speaking is, is uh, uh, totally simple. It is so sublimely simple that when you speak from things like that, mind attacking you, it is completely laughable, you know, in the it's end. It, it is a lie. It is ridiculous, actually. But nobody believes it. Nobody, nobody accepts this. Even you say it's a lie, it's a lie, but next moment you are faithfully suffering it again. <laughs> you see, this is the strength of our loyalty to the unreal. Why say it is it doesn't exist and then cry buckets of tears about it? You see, 
So the one who gives even this statement, you must check out the credential and the reality of this one. And this is where the fear really lurks in this place. Because you, who are pure consciousness, you see, having adopted the body as somehow your your support and our 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 self, and then tremendous energy goes to protect that identity. You see, and that identity can become more and more refined even through spiritual practice. But to come to a place where the identity itself is uh, threatened, and to follow the kind of advice that will bring you beyond identity, is rare. I've refined my identity then, and I, I choose liberation now. Yes, but however much you choose it, you see, your even your choice is unreal. Uh, I want to explain why when I why I say this. Uh, you see, when we hear words like that, and for a long time I heard this same thing spoken uh, by my own gurubais, meaning that those who were sitting at the master's feet together. Because I listened to letters people write in those times. I was not yet brave enough to put my own letter before him, but I was benefiting from the, you know, from those who was going ahead and so on. And so many times people wrote, and their letters were so full, like of heartache. You know, oh, Bapaji, you know, I left everything. I've left everything for freedom and so on. And the master would laugh. <laughs> you know, go back and take care of your family. You know. I said, my God, Papaji, no, no, don't, no, Papaji, these people are really serious. <laughs> but somehow he could see what I could not see. You see, that even sometimes I was taking people at their word. And you cannot be taken at your word if you identify as ego. You're not consistent. You're not able to be. With the best of intention, we still we still are unable to. You may feel with tremendous zeal and courage and determination in one moment, but the wind blows strongly, and uh, somehow you, your power collapses or something, because uh, you're still holding on to an identity which is not real. I don't want to tell you, look, you don't have to do all these things. You don't have to do very many things. You simply have to allow real understanding to, to open up inside your heart, because when it does, your ego stands no chance. In fact, it doesn't really exist apart from you know the certificate, the, the, the a scholarship from you support it. In fact, mm. I trust your words completely. Mm. Um, I, I, there's something I would like to check with you. Mm. Um, actually, could I sit here? Yes, please. <coughs> um, there's, there's nothing else for me now. Except this yeah. that you, that you speak of. I'm not interested in in other things anymore. They've. I see them. I dismiss them. I. I'm now aware that everything is passing, as you say. Everything is transient, yeah. and they come. Things come and they go, and they're seen. From a from a separate place. Now more and more, I know that 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 seeing occurs in who I really am. Mm. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just the seeing. Mm. But more and more, I get this uh, sensation that it's occurring in me. That it is what. That the seeing occurs in occurs in, you. Oh, yeah. in me, in the self. Mm. But I want I wanted to check something with you that's mm. happened to me uh, three, two or three times now, mm. and it happened to me when I was living at Sahaja mm. uh, in January. And 
uh, I was I was practicing that that you'd been speaking about that can the perceiver be perceived? Yes. And uh, I did this, and I looked, and um, everything went. Yes. Everything went. Um, it it was as though I became completely unconscious. So there was no awareness of this until maybe five minutes later I came back and I, my body was in shock and I was I was like stunned by what happened. Mm. And then I was aware of this experience, but, but during this experience there was just a, a nothingness. Mm. Um, and then the ego came up really, really strong and took mm. over me. And it happened to me again in Lisbon during the festival, mm -hmm. um, singing, listening to the music, um, and it came up and the, I couldn't hear the music. I opened my eyes and the people around me were flickering in and out and then, then nothing. And then the ego came up really strong and it took me out of the room. Uh, it, it, it took, it got me up. Something happened, somebody tried to come into the room and took me up and it took me out of the room and then I had two or three days of this ego stuff, this horrible. Mm. If I I uh, is this a trick of the mind? Mm. No, it is not a trick of the mind. In fact, it is good that you speak about this thing because it gives a little bit of an a window through which you can look and see the. Mm, it is as though some power, as I keep saying to you, functions in, internally inside. That is, it is as though it doesn't want you to find the truth. It is as though it doesn't want to find you to find uh, to be free. It's like this force. Uh, um, so as as soon as uh, there's a breakthrough, or a very powerful insight, or a change in perspective, or something like this, it's like this retaliation come. You know, like you know, how dare you? You're not going to go through. You're not going to go through. You see. But actually, it's not a big deal. Its force entirely depends upon your identity. The power of this uh, deceiving power, you know, entirely rests and depends upon hmm, your identity. If you identify as a person, it will, you'll feel blocked. If you look at it from the perspective of consciousness, it is powerless. You see, these things will come, and somehow, at a certain stage, you see some things that appear to to be powers that come to sabotage your freedom. You will later come to say it was a good thing that they came. Because they kept on exposing some weakness in me, but as soon as I caught this, who it is that is weak, and stop identifying with this idea I have of myself as being weak, then they lost their power entirely. Because the the ego cannot intimidate your pure self. It can only intimidate the idea you have of who you are, or your self image. And if you remember stories, I don't know if you you've heard it. You grew up in Ireland, so you must have heard spiritual stories, the story of the temptation of Christ and all of this, and and the Buddha after the moment of realization and so on. How much strong temptations came, you know? They are not unique to them. For everybody, it come, isn't it, to test? And it seemed from the perspective of a person, you know, how cruel! What a demon! He's trying to completely ruin my. No, no, no. It's part of the story of transcendence. It has to come. You have to overcome. It is like that. And it's good that you know ahead of time, because if you think you're going to go through into the space of nirvana, sucking a lollipop, it's not going to be like that. You sometimes will be shaken to your bones, you know, about it. But only while you have bones to shake. <laughs> you see, and this is this is why it is so important to have someone who have gone ahead of you, and who can tell you, "Don't worry, no." But you can see that. Mm. Hold on, why why you go? Don't go there. Stay as you are. Stay stay put here. 
And each time you look, he said, oh my God, look, you know, I could have slipped. He says, you who? And then again, you, you burst into laughter rather than shrink into tears. They'll guide you rightly, you see? Because um, it is, this is why we say, now we are... Not long ago, I was reading something, maybe about uh, in the time of Ramana Maharshi. It was estimated that there was four, about four billion human beings on the planet. Now, 60 years later, 65 years later, we are eight billion human beings on the planet, and amongst them, a handful, it seems. It seems nobody can be accurate about anything, but by comparison, a handful of beings somehow escape from the net of samsara. Why? When we are all that, we are all this. We are all this. It's not a choice you can make. We are choicelessly truth. But experientially, we are persons, seekers, travelling on some journey that seemed never to end, life after life. It seemed like this, in the story of time and change. So therefore, I say sometimes, you have to be the cow that jumped over the moon. And what do I mean by this, is that you have to stop thinking only in your earth mind. In the earth mind, Mean you can completely accept your role as a person, you see, evolving in the spiritual towards the spiritual dimension. This is within the dream of uh, life. You are much more than this, plus this, but more than that. You see, but nowhere on the planet is reminding you, preparing, because none have gone enough. We are emperors in delusion, graduating in stupidity, because you don't know you don't know your true self. And this is what I, I put like this, and it's not a blame. It's not a blame. You know, I'm not a champion for realizing the self, and I'm glad I'm not a champion. You see. So I don't have to make you champion like you are. No, just to recognize what is true. It is enough. It is sufficient power. Beauty. You see. Sorry, mm. I can't drop this. I, I've been through those spiritual dimensions, and then, like, I've come back and I'm wearing myself, and it's a dress that's too tight. But I know what you speak of, mm. and I, I've just start since being here. I've just started to realize that it's not just here. Like I see it in those realms, it's here. It, it, it's here and all around me. But I am wearing a personality. Mm. Let the personality be there. By itself, it cause no. It, it by itself is nothing. Without investment, it is not. And the investment in personality does not come from personality. It comes from somehow uh, the delusion of beingness. Somehow, something happened in the state of being, where some power is invested into the idea of a person into the portrait of a person. So it, it, it feels like this, but don't worry about dimensions or anything. You know, I don't want to put anything in front of you that seems to be some tall thing to jump over. You only have to understand, and understand again and again, and confirm your, your seeing, digest your seeing. You see, This is the joy I have, because if I have to tell you something complicated, I won't have faith that you can do it. But because it is so, it's a question of understanding, not of skill and greatness, and not of great spiritual muscles to build. It's none of these things. It's just that maybe there, maybe there is some kind of spell in us that causes us to somehow fear what we truly are. But who is this we who is afraid of what we truly are? This we is not also real. But then who will accept this, you see? Why would you not accept it? Because we already have so much invested in the unreal self. And who is the one who is invested in the unreal self? In every stage of the game, it's you. Right down to the ego, it's you. Wearing different garments, 
one called beingness, one called ego. Because in everything the consciousness is there, you see. But the more you extend yourself in terms of into the mind, you come into grosser and grosser feel, and your light gets covered up, never extinguished. If you only want half of the truth, it will take you a tremendous amount of energy and so much struggle. But if you want the whole truth, it will become very easy. Don't ever want truth for your ego's sake. Sometimes the ego wants truth to boast about it. To do magic and mystical things, and to, to you know, to kind of levitate and to produce wine out of, uh, you know, I mean, not even water. Now Jesus did that. We have to do something else. We have to produce wine out of pee. <laughs> to be just to do to do one better than. This is the mind, the ego mind. So I don't want to know anything about that. That's not anything. As much as it rises, equally it falls. But there's something that doesn't rise and fall. It is always ever present. See, it doesn't have to jump over anything. It doesn't have to go through transformation. It doesn't have to be liberated. It is always pure. But in the human world, we really see this, because it's far too simple. It's not even simple, in fact. They say it's obvious. But obviously overlooked. When you miss it, then you can then the the journey of journeys begin. Then you can start to journey and search and you know all these other things come to you. Which is fine also. It's also an expression of consciousness. But I like to be in the company of those who don't feel they have time to waste. Then find that which does not take time. Genuinely. While you're here and while we have a little while we have time with us, while your body is warm, find that. How long it will take. What does not take effort? What does not take time? You see? And don't give me an answer from your mind, because I'll easily throw it out. Hmm? You have to be the answer. Don't give me an answer. When you have to be an answer, when you have to be the answer, you cannot fake. You cannot pretend. We give great value to this life, even though yesterday you cannot remember. Yesterday you cannot remember your favorite emotions and memories you cannot relive. Still, we clutch at life desperately. Something you cannot retrieve. You can only taste in the here now. The Absolute is beyond here now. Not beyond in terms of distance, but beyond in terms of subtlety. It is your unimagined self, your untaught, uneducated, unrefined self, purer than space. Immaculate, beyond even the concept of immaculate. You see, we say these things, and you try to use your mind, and already you've missed it. We have so much faith in the mind, like the mind is your tool for shopping. The mind is a tool for shopping for concepts, not for truth. You are there before the mind. The mind is secondary to you. 
because it is you who observe your mind. The mind does not observe you. It has no interest in you. It doesn't even exist. In the way that we think. Certainly ego does not exist. It's been made up every second you think about it. It is there only when you think of it. That's okay. It's like there are no desires, there's no no search, there's nothing. There's yeah. just this and Yes. Yeah. Don't say too loudly because you never know when you're fully empty. It's just better keep quiet. Let the last cup of stale air be squeezed out. We don't say anything. Make no claims. We don't know how much we have absorbed through this existence we call our life. Just keep looking and confirming that it's all fine. Senses are fine. The senses are not sinful, you know. Everything is fine. Uh, the creative might of the universe is constantly displaying its magnificence. Why should we close our eyes to it? Enjoy. You know? mm. Even the small things enjoy. Mm. Simply don't identify. Don't fall into a trap of attachments. But how easy is that if you retain your identity? It's unavoidable. Therefore, the core of spirituality is to look at into identity itself and to somehow be free of delusion about it. For this, you must immerse yourself in satsang until the nightmare is over, the night of ignorance pass. But even like inquiry, somehow it works, and it doesn't, because it it is all seen as as thought. Mm. Make sure we are not premature in our conclusions. Make use of what you can until you have gone beyond the need for help. When that moment comes, you probably won't even know. But in this, in the naked state, for want of words, there's there's nothing to say. Nothing nothing arises. Still, your mouth opens and words come out. Your hands <laughs> move and actions take place. But nothing you can claim as yours anymore. On premeditated actions, uh, they have no karma in them. One learns to accept life, life's gifts as they come. If you are smart, you will see always that they bring some joy, some space, something like this. And you are also free of self-doubt. It comes to that. Initially, when we experience the, the pure state, um, it is the pure state, but there has to be a kind of maturity at the same time. It seems kind of contradictory, but due to the contrast between the previous state of identity, and in an instant, real seeing may occur, And if you speak too early, it will seem as though, oh my God, you know, it's like I, you know, I, I'm not interested in anything. I just reject everything. And this, this is an early state. And then, then gradually you will reject everything, and then you'll accept everything, and then you'll go beyond accepting and rejecting. All these gates you'll go through somehow, and yet at the same time you feel you're already unmoving. These are paradoxes that are not easily understood by the mind. You know, they're only pure experiencing. And a real silence enters your being. So what is the I that understands that in, in me? Forget about I. You can forget about all these things now. 
It's like you put Ramakrishna said something beautiful and I liked it. He said if you throw an empty bottle in the river for a while it will make this noise gluk 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 When it is full of water it will become very silent and fall to the very bottom. Nobody will know where it lands. You become like that. If you are still gluk 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 don't say that you are free. Just keep gluk gluking. When you are full, you will keep quiet, and there will be nobody to keep quiet. There is nobody to keep quiet. Quietly, silently, you vanish inside your own being. The world will see you, but you will not see you. You will only be. Such courage must come again in the human heart to go beyond the smallness of uh, the momentary is all right. There's a perfectness in the moment, momentary as well. But if you cling to it for life, you'll come to sorrow about it. I don't know what it takes, what happens, that in a heart that seems so limited, suddenly the whole universe fits into it. This is a mystery nobody can explain. You see. The person is always the person is consciousness also, but so limited. The impulse of life is to outgrow. Is to outgrow itself. The impulse is always to move again into emptiness, to come back to emptiness. Because in emptiness is the fullness of all things and the fulfilment of all things. But if you aspire for something, you will not get very far. Neither aspire for something nor aspire for nothing. Just keep following good pointers, you know, until that troublesome identity is no more there. That is all. But if you overvalue your mind, you will not follow these instructions. You will find another way to delay yourself, and another womb will be found for you. Each time you reinforce your own identity, you are just investing in your next birth. My identity thinks it's that. Your identity thinks that it is that. In a way, it is true. Why not say all is that? And all is that, that include the identity also. Which is better? I am none of this, or I am all of this? Both are true and beyond. I don't know if the things I say have any feeling for you. I don't know. Sometimes it's better to have an early night and get good sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, I'm so grateful for every word you speak. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I tell you something. 
I don't think I have anything to say. Sometimes it's coming up to satsang, you know, it's time for satsang. Say three o'clock. And at two fifty five I'm still planting a tree. <laughs> and sometimes a thought comes, you know, like, you know, you should at least sit down and quiet your mind or something like this or whatever it is. I mean well it doesn't come like that because I no, no, not that one. But something might come like, you know, you should at least, you know, so sort of get ready ahead of time and just sit quietly and you know, whatever. But I don't see the point of it. <laughs> because that would be like it's coming from my mind. All that happens is that if there is a, that receptivity or that heart's urge in you, it will produce what I say. I don't know if you get it like that. You see? It's like uh, that which speaks becomes that which listens also. There's not really any you and me. There's no, there is no dialogues going on. It's all a monologue. It's only the self conversing with the self, out of pure love for itself. But this language we don't seem to know, because the belief in duality is so strong. There's only the self. It is one appearing as many. And then believing in each form it takes, that I am this form. So it becomes deformed. But that's a role it needs to play, wants to play, to taste. Everything that's tasteable, every fruit it produces, it must taste, and to enjoy or suffer. All of this, all of this is its language. When you come to that place of seeing, something, something dies in you. Whatever is diable dies. And in its place, a great freedom, a great joy arises there. A great unburdening is there, and a great joy. We are the fruit of God. And we are the taster also of that fruit. The inexhaustible, appearing now and again, here and there, as the momentary. It's all, it's one play. Don't try to understand this play. Many have tried, nobody has succeeded. Just become empty. Hmm? Guruji, hmm. it is it is a love, and then I get afraid because I, I the love is is there and it's really big, and I just it's then this duality comes in, and it's there's like a fear in me that the love takes over and it does take over take over what i that is the thing <laughs> no but take over yeah what? i'm looking can it take over yes, the one who is looking the identity the but that's the a sense of person yes well any number of things have taken that over that is okay that's not where that's not any that's not any real defeat. Identity has got to lose almost every battle. Y- you win by knowing you're not the identity. You see, you say, "I see that the love is there," and then something something comes and it gets taken over, or the love takes it over. But all of this is on the screen in front of you. You're watching. It's your movie, you know. Yes, hmm? it's just it's like a hmm. very dirty kind of. Feeling? Fruit, like a, just like a self-doubt coming in and kind of like, and then. What with what watches or weaknesses self-doubt? Yes. This answer I want now. 
Isn't self-doubt weakness a also? You see? So it's also something that it's only phenomenal. The thing is you keep believing these things, you see. That you know, but you know, then it's me and it it really hurts me. And so where's me? What me are you speaking? What is this me? And then something stops there, like maybe I don't go any further because it might be costly. Like something feels it's a risk if you go too far. I stand the risk of being free, maybe. <laughs> Better not. Because somehow the mind paints the picture of the great void. Oh, the great void, the black hole sucked in, forget. <laughs> Missed your chance, lost forever. You see? And it's so not like that. It is not like that. Don't walk out of the movie until it finishes. Why not go to the end, see where it goes? If you're watching a movie and then every time something goes, yeah, you leave the movie. Go on. <laughs> Let's keep your seat and, and watch what happened in this movie. If you watch it to the end, where is it going? <laughs> Change the ending. Make it what it. Make it. You know. I mean. Uh, make it the greatest nasty of all time. I mean. You know. Huh? And watch it. Stay right where you are. Watch it. What's the worst case scenario? What is going to happen? And finally, she was eaten up. <laughs> and you're still there watching. Oh my God! <laughs> we must sit with these things and keep looking, and looking, and follow uh, the pointing you you have received. Follow it. Don't abandon halfway. Just keep following it through. And so it becomes your own proof, your own seeing, your own truth, not just belief, you see. The belief, if there is one, it must become experience. Follow it through. Otherwise, in some way, we invest in the nightmares, because the mind has a very, very wide range of offers, special offers, promotions for you. Every time you are following through and you run into this complicatedness, know it is your mind. Every time you come into some stuckness, I can't go further, I feel blocked, know it is your mind. I love it when one of the people we were talking a few days ago, and uh, on her birthday, it was like two days ago, she called. I said, how is it going? She says, really good, really good. I had a lovely day. They went out for her birthday on the beach. And she says, actually, at one point, you know, it was so beautiful. Everybody was so peaceful. The Sangha was here. We were so beautiful, so quiet. And my mind came on the attack. Said, yeah, and what happened? She said, I just remember, leave it on the carpet. And I stepped off. And stepped off into what? Oh, just into myself, into my joy. Very good. Leave it on the carpet. We have this rug in my room. I said, leave it on my. I don't mind. Everybody leave the rug. <laughs> leave it on the carpet. Step, step into the, the infinite, being. It's worth it. Sometimes people say, Muji, can I leave this with you? Yeah. Okay. What is it? <laughs> Okay, okay. So yes, it's okay. You got <laughs> If you if you really uh, leave it. Hmm? Who's the one who likes you talking? Who likes me talking? Yeah. Uh, just watching. I can't seem to identify. Just feels watching. Mm. But what likes it? Mm. The intellect of the being, the self in its aspect of presence, likes it. The beingness doesn't feed on the mind's food. 
it's freed as the heart. And it loves what is pure and what reminds itself that it is eternally free and complete and lacking nothing. It loves that. When the mind comes to love that, it's not called mind anymore. It's called the self. Or you may call it the natural mind. Being is the same thing. But just make sure that somehow it can love. Let it love it. But don't just be attached to it. Love it and use it. Swallow it. Digest it. Assimilate it. Be it. Suppose I tell you you don't have to plan a single thing. Okay, practical thing, practical, practical things because they don't leave any, any bad smells. But about your existence, apart from you, any psychological thing, forget about it. You can just move in life like, like this. Huh? And your life, you'll be coming back and saying, Muji, but life is miraculous. So beautiful. I need no strategy, no insurance, no dreams, no projections, not even any effort. Wow! So good. I say, Well, well done. We say, I didn't do anything. Okay, good, good, good. Well done. Will it keep rising, or will it, will there be a point where it's just not rising in the morning? Well, you know, it's like the weeds. You know, they come up and around there, and they are, you know, covering up your fruit tree, and you pull them up, and then another few days are up again. You keep pulling them up. As they come, you pull them up. Don't complain about them. Just keep pulling them up. And after a while, they are so frustrated they can't come. One little leaf squeezes up out of the earth, and you pull him up, and he's finished. But don't say he's finished. <laughs> because that's that's weed food. Huh? <laughs> One morning we were walking around the land, and I noticed that just after like a couple of weeks, like all these what they call stevas, I've just grown back on the road. They're just like like nobody plants them, you know. They just grow you know, and they're regarded as weeds around you know. You never see fruit trees grow like that. <laughs> like weeds. No, you have to go and buy one, <laughs> you have to plant it, you have to water it. <laughs> You have to look after it, all of these things. <laughs> but the weeds are far. <laughs> like this. You can almost watch them grow. Huh? <laughs> Very good. In love, in the light, in the glory. 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 In love, in the light.
Ina Ina Laila.